0: everybody. This is Omar Miller, and we're welcoming you to the Ozone. You can find me on Twitter, at Omar Miller, on Instagram, at Omar Benson Miller. You can find my co-host, Terry, at Icons, E-Y-E-C-O-N-Z. We're going to jump right into it here. You know, I don't even like to speak on this, but uh, have you seen what's been going on with Adrian Broner? I- I've never been a crazy Adrian Broner friend. Nor thing, have I. But, you know, but um... this situation is <laughs> even more absurd than the normal, Broner buffoonery from Adrian Bronerism. Broner. Yeah, the normal Broner brain deadism. Adrian Broner uh, has a big fight coming up against a Floyd Mayweather promoted fighter, Ashley Theophane, British bloke. And uh, last week, uh, sometime recently, sometime recently, Adrian Broner decided to go out bowling and started gambling at a bowling alley. In gambling at the bowling alley, he lost about $8,000 in cash and then $6,000 on an IOU, and then he asked the guy to run it back again for another $6,000, and the dude said, hey, man, I, listen, I'm, I'm all out of credit. It's all good. We catch you on the next one. Broner storms off. He's steaming. The guy comes out at 3 in the morning, which is two or three after hours after Broner leaves. The guy comes out. Broner throws a punch and splits the guy's chin open, splits the guy's face open, knocks him to the ground, Pulls out a gun. This is all the allegations. You know, you're innocent until proven guilty here in the United States. These are the allegations against Adrian Broner. Pulls out a gun and then continues to talk crazy to the dude uh, there. And continues to sit there and threaten the guy and talk crazy. Throws another punch and knocks the guy out cold. The guy wakes up. He's $12,000 light. And there was an arrest warrant issued for Adrian Broner, so on and so forth couple things to cover here uh one the We're, fight's still going on right which is um th- I'm, what course. wow of course and where do you th- think he learns his behavior from where do you think he got it from i just think he's a i i don't know i think he's a he's a he's a loser uh, personally i think he's a loser i actually think he's a loser in the ring because when he's actually up against competition that's on par he with folds. him he folds he's mentally weak yeah um the fact that he's going to make a couple million dollars on this fight and he's beaten some guy and, and and now he's got felony arrest warrants. He's going to be in prison. Felony arrest warrants, I, or he's going to pay this dude a boatload of money, either or. You have all of this going on over $12,000? Right. $20,000? And you're making millions of dollars and you're talking this nonsense? You're A-B, about billions. Then... That's sore loser. Sore loser. And then he came out uh, talking crazy about his... Sometimes friend, sometimes foe. Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, he said he. And let me quote: He says that uh, me and Floyd are tight, are as tight as two ass cheeks. Wow, that's that's an image that I'm not really interested in in thinking about or smelling. Oh. <laughs> fantastic! You know what? We have a caller here that that can speak on this. Is this next victim on the line right now? Well, hello there. And we're talking about the problem and multiple problems, meaning Adrian Broner and his buffoonish behavior, uh, knocking people out and robbing them and talking crazy about Floyd Mayweather and Floyd Mayweather talking crazy back at him. What's your take on this situation with uh, with Adrian Broner? Well, let
1: me first ask. Is this call being recorded?
0: This call is being recorded, and you need to know that because unlike D'Angelo Russell, I tell my boys when the recording is going down, next victim, because I don't want you to be the next victim.
1: Well, I appreciate you letting me know that this
0: call is being recorded, my friend. Oh, man. Yeah, no, that's an ugly look. We don't even want to speak on that nonsense. Uh, uh, anymore, we dedicated a cool, cool little bit of time to it. But have you seen this? Have you heard this story about Adrian Broner?
1: No, he carried himself like a like a idiot, and things like that happen. It's unfortunate, you know, that he's doing things like that or carrying himself that way. But then at the same time, hey man, arrest this dude! That like he shouldn't be fighting. Plain and
0: simple, he shouldn't be fighting. This guy's a menace to society.
1: Yes. But he's always carried himself that way. He's always carried himself that way. And, and you, you have know. to
0: you have to give him credit because after one of his fights, he said anyone can get it—a Mexican, a black can, and everything else. <laughs> a
2: Jamaican—he's a, Jamaican. a
0: real clown prince, <laughs> this guy. It's,
1: it's different when it comes to like talking trash and then just being ignorant. And you know, a lot of my partners always, always said that this dude carried himself
0: and ignorant and you know, just no class.
1: No and class. This guy it's is school
0: on Sunday. It's and then and then on top of that, and then on top of that, he didn't he failed to make weight. So now he he's he, he's his title is stripped straight away. And he only failed to make weight by by a quarter of a pound, and he refused to go burn the quarter of a pound off and come back to the scale. I think he's got a mental problem, this guy.
1: That's what I was eating all of some stuff.
0: Maybe he is on that stuff.
1: Maybe he's on some because if you're getting ready for a big fight, why are you out of bowling alley? <sighs> what are you doing at a bowling alley? What's the purpose? You should be training. You should be getting mentally prepared. I have not heard anyone say they're getting mentally prepared by going bowling
0: before a fight. Uh, come on, man. And and then on top of that, you're bowling and you're you're bowling and betting with strangers. This isn't yeah, like but his man.
1: Right. <clears throat> so I, I really think he's on some stuff, man. He gotta be. He really has to be on some hmm. Some stuff
0: where it's just messing up his, as we used to say, his membranes, his chromosomes. I, I, I honestly think that he, um, Floyd's just a bad influence on him. It's rubbing off on him. You think from from prior behavior when they actually because, were yeah, friends? Yeah. yeah. Because he's seen Floyd do outrageous and outlandish stuff, you know, and now he's just following the pattern that's been set for him. He's trying to emulate that yeah. pattern. Which and is not acceptable. Which is not acceptable for I, anyone. I, I can't put it all on
1: Floyd, though. You know, Floyd was... <laughs> around box, and he's seen the demise and also the uprise from it, from his his dad and from his his uncle. So I can't you can't put that on Floyd. Floyd was able to perform no matter what, which is you know which is rare for some folks. This dude was just trying to you know be a Floyd, but come on man, it's, it's, it's gotta be like Cuddy. Don't bite the hand that feeds you.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a bad look. Yeah, but he patterns his life and his game after Floyd. Floyd was his mentor, so now everything that he saw Floyd doing in the past, now he's trying to do it. But, but that's good, on, the bad, and that's ugly. On that's
1: on camera though. That's when he's in a
0: hype mode. Yeah, but I don't no. think I don't think that I don't think the wife beating allegations and whatnot happened on camera, <laughs> unless you had a D'Angelo <laughs> Russell around. He has
1: about what nine kids though. Well,
0: so what that mean? You got he's got to beat down nine broads. No. Yeah, and Floyd took the guy to the desert. Remember? Yeah, well, Look, that, that's that's on the on the line. I mean, that's not like something I'm making up. I'm not saying something you're making up. I just we don't the, all of them are allegations because any there's no well nothing, Floyd paid the guy. Everybody got all the charges got dropped. This is what I'm saying. So this is one of those situations where we don't have the 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 confirmation. You know, but uh, nobody's going to ever say that Floyd Mayweather's off uh, ring behavior is something that you want to model your own personal life after. And it looks like Adrian Broner has fallen into those traps and in falling into those traps, he's in a he's in a position now to do some serious prison time. I mean, if you realistically, if you are a young millionaire, you don't have one breath of time to waste in prison. There's you there's nothing there's nothing that, that should actually, you know, make that worth being there. It's just such an it's such an absurd idea that the guy's gonna make a couple million dollars on this fight, or whatever it is he's gonna make, but he's gonna lose time in his life behind twenty thousand dollars worth of gambling. And years of boxing. And years of boxing, which then in turn means even more money. Yeah. Yeah, now, but you know, they feel like money pays off everything. That's the team money theory, right? He's not on the money team, T. Isn't he a part of the promotion? No. He's, 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 he's on his own. He's, this, the, Ashley Theophane is, is Mayweather's fighter. He's not. Oh, okay. I thought Br- Broner is under his. No. No, he's not. And that's why Floyd has come out before this when they've been going back and forth. That's why Floyd came out and was saying he's not one of the money team fighters, <laughs> so I can't speak on what he, what he has to do. Now tell me how do you feel about Sog's performance? How do you feel about Andre Ward's performance the other night against Sullivan Barrera? Sog is amazing.
1: He is amazing. I, I looked at him. He he got a little you know rough around the edges, but then he composed himself and he brought it back. And he just jabbed. He threw some excellent body punches. I'm surprised the kid didn't go down, but it shows a lot about the kid. Um, but with Sog not fighting in a couple of years, he he looked a little rusty, but he still looks like a prime candidate to be the man to be
0: the pound for pound. Yeah, that's what I was saying. He looks like he looks like he's definitely top four pound for pound. Uh, I liked his work. I thought he looked a little rusty, but he did. You know, it was weird because he looked rusty and sharp. It was weird to see. I definitely felt like he needs one more tune-up and soon, like maybe like August or something like that, before he hops in against the top tier against like a, a Kovalev or, a, you know, somebody on the high level. What's your take on the Amir Khan-Canelo Alvarez fight coming up? Uh,
1: Canelo's going to hurt that guy. You think? Canelo, Canelo, he's going to hurt Amir Khan.
0: I don't know. Speed gives him a he problem. Did. No,
1: but what Canelo last fight really impressed me. He's heavy-handed. I've always said that about Amir. I mean about Canelo. And when he lost the fight against Mayweather, it it made him have to learn how to box completely and not just try to go in there and knock somebody out.
0: I think the issue is a couple things. I think the speed could be a factor. Amir Khan has shown me in the past that he can have the glass jaw on any given night. Which is a problem when you're facing a heavy handed fighter. Right. Uh, because if he does catch you, if he catches, if Canelo catches Amir Khan with some of those shots that he hit Cotto with, I think you're looking at a short night. But right. if Amir Khan uses his speed, he could actually pile up points against Canelo. Because I didn't see Canelo with the ability to cut off the ring uh, like he, I think that right. he should have against Cotto. I actually his had body. Cotto winning that fight. Yeah. Um, okay. But so
1: have, have, have Amir Khan really. You know, box. I'll box
0: anyone. Well, Mir Khan's. You know, I think he's. He was on the wrong path. His career kind of got derailed by a series of mismanagement, uh, in my opinion, because he was up for the big fights against Manny. He was up for the big fights against Floyd. And he never ended up taking any of them because of either Ramadan or the the timing didn't work out with another uh, promotion and so on and so forth. I don't even know how many times Amir Khan's fought in the past two years, to be honest. Right, and that usually (laughs) tells you about a fighter, that people don't want to fight him.
1: That's one way to look at it.
0: I don't know who's training Amir Khan now. That's a good question. Let's (laughs) find that out. Freddie Roach used to train him right. Yeah, Freddie Roach used to train him and that was initially that was the hesitance for him to fight uh you know, that was the hesitance for him to fight Manny Pacquiao originally. And speaking of trainers, how do you feel about Teddy Atlas picking up uh uh Andrew I'm sorry, uh uh Timothy Bradley. And what do you think right. what do you think's gonna happen? I think this fight with Bradley and uh Pacquiao is gonna be closer than than any of the other ones were, to be honest. Because I felt like Pacquiao won both of those fights pretty handily.
1: I think with Timothy Bradley, he's learning how to box. Timothy Bradley used to try to get into the ring and just try to use all of his heart to try to win. Right. But now with someone like Timothy Adams, who has longevity in the game, it it helps him out to become a pure boxer now. Because, you know, he can steal rounds if he needs to. Hmm. Just, I, I like Freddie Allen and uh, Dutchess Storm. I like them two together.
0: I like the combo, but it's really it's hard for me to bet against Manny Pacquiao and Freddie yeah. Roach together with a healthy Manny Pacquiao, assuming that that's what's going on. I got one more thing to play you, and uh, I don't know if you've been keeping it up, but w- someone that I feel like, honest to God, may be the best follow on, who literally may be the best follow on all of Instagram is Shannon Briggs, Shannon the Cannon. And he has a moniker that he says all the time. I ran into Shannon Briggs at an Indian reservation. I was playing poker, and uh, and he, he ran up on me, and he said, Let's go, champ! It's you, champ! I'm good to see you, champ! <laughs> I got so hyped up. I was like, wow, I'm the champ. This is great. So now let me play you a clip. Next victim, hold on a second. You got about a minute and a half to listen to this wonderful clip of uh, Shannon Briggs flew to London to to bash, like out of a movie, to bash David Hayes' announcement for fighting a no-name guy. Hold on, here we go. You ready? Here you go.
2: Don't y'all. Don't me a favor. Don't touch Let's go, Chad. David, I got you on camera. Do me a favor, Chad. Tell the people back at home, why you fighting him, who we, don't, we never heard of, instead of me. I came to your country with a fight. Let's go, Chan. Come on, man! Listen, you Listen. Are, you, come a ring on, ring, man. Where you, you you, go. Where you got him from? Let's go. Where you got him from? Undercard, Where you got him from. If you knock somebody out, no food. Say, <laughs> medical, then, we, then we'll talk. Okay, okay champ. We are a lock a date. We are a lock a date. You, you guarantee me that you'll yeah, fight. Yeah. If I, I fight in your undercard, if you guarantee me you'll fight me next. Listen, can you even guarantee you're gonna pass a brain scan? No, no. If I pass the, if I pass, if I, I watch that. I watch that. He a He don't want to fight. <laughs> London, y'all better get your money back. He don't want to fight. So I'm get a refund right now. He don't want to fight nobody. If he want to fight me, we can fight May 21st, and I'll fight on the card if you guarantee to fight me next. If you sign a contract saying, after you beat this pie, you'll fight me next, I guarantee I'll, I'll fight on the card. We'll Let's, Let's go, champ. Let's go, champ. One more. Let's go, One champ. more for me. One more for me. Let's, Let's go, champ. Show's on. 21st and Get back. 21st I'm down for May 21st, y'all, 21st ask him why he ain't fighting me, see ask him why he ain't fighting the real champ, let's go champ, London is mine, 21st Anthony tonight. Joshua, Tyson Fury, they all frauds, I came here to prove it, an American, came to London, looking for static, and ain't nobody say nothing, and he a chump, let's go champ, have a good day.
0: That's your man Shannon "The Cannon" Briggs, and that's how he feels about the heavyweight division right now. I just I love the camaraderie, the the bravado of this. This is great. Shannon Briggs is past is past his prime, but you know what? The guy is in shape. Uh in his own words, he's cut up like a Jamaican outfit, and he's uh he's 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 ready to go. David Hay the, the has has reestablished himself on the heavyweight scene. It could be a situation where he's living off of past laurels, uh, and you got a you got a room full of people in the heavyweight division, who now you know the heavyweight division is is valid now. You got young studs like, like
1: yes, absolutely,
0: yeah, and and he's trying to get his, and I'm not mad at him, but he's got to show that he can do it. What do you what do you feel about the heavyweights in general? I feel
1: like the heavyweight division is slowly coming back. There's there's no longer a handful. There's two hands of the heavyweight. The Klitschkos are on their way down, or on their way out of the heavyweight division. So now the ones that are up and coming are hungry are and able to beat them up. Yeah, because it seems like the Klitschkos are, are, are dancing out. Well,
0: there's only one Klitschko left. I mean, Vitaly, who, in my opinion, was the better fighter of the brothers, was uh, he's into politics now. And his brother, Vladimir, lost to uh, Tyson Fury, who's been running his mouth since the moment that he won the fight since before he won the fight actually and he's been been running his mouth he can do that because he beat the man the baddest man on the planet it's back on now right and it's back on they're talking about what they say in august november for that yeah i heard they pushed it back Nothing solid yeah there's nothing solid there which has to drive you crazy if you're tyson fury uh, you would think he would want to fight. I mean, I guess you didn't. It's not going to drive you crazy because you know you're going to get a big payday <laughs> there. But uh, you would think you would want to fight. There's so many young guys out there that are ready to go. You got the brother that that shares that King Kong moniker out, in, out from Cuba, Ortiz, who's a heavy hitter from the left side. But he, I didn't like the way that he looked in that he didn't fight. Look good last time. He didn't, and, and with a bum, he didn't. That bum lasted way too long with him. You got. Uh, uh, Pavetkin, who I think is about to get some work from Deontay Wilder, who says he wants to be the Black Rocky, uh, the Bronze Bomber is heading out there to Russia to fight him. I like Deontay a lot, and I think every fight he gets better and better, he just has to work on his defense a little bit, in my opinion, but he may be the best athlete in heavyweight boxing in general. Uh, you've got the British kid, Anthony Joshua, who's in great shape, but he doesn't have a lot of fights.
1: Gotta
0: fight. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's got enough fights, but he's he's legit. You know, they we basically what we're saying is is we got we actually have finally we got we have a heavyweight division full of guys that are legit. I'm just really happy because I like to see the big guys fight, but I like to see it much more than UFC and I like to see it much more than the little guys who got to punch you 20,000 times and swell up everybody's eyeball and all that junk. I like to see guys get put to sleep, and that's what the big boys can accomplish.
1: But tell me this, what was the last fight that we've ever seen where there was a heavyweight and a light middleweight or whatever? On the same night in the same
0: ring. I don't know, but I think we're gonna start seeing it now because I think you're gonna start seeing great fights. You're gonna see guys like uh SOG, you're gonna see Andre Ward on a card with uh, you know, with a Deontay Wilder. I mean, so that so that the whole card is nice and it's not just, you know, you're not just paying your seventy five dollars a pay per view for one fight. And I think this is why UFC has actually been able to to put a hurting on boxing is because one thing that they've been able to do is they've been, they, 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 all fights are action-packed. You don't just have one, you know, one title fight. Like, the one headlining fight is a big deal, but you're not going to be mad at the other fights either.
3: The undercards are are major also.
0: The undercards are major. And somebody's going to get knocked out or choked out. Yeah. Yeah, and you see they rescheduled that fight with your boy Keith one-time Thurman and Sean Porter. I'm very excited for that fight, and that fight actually has a great uh, undercard as well because it got Jesus Cuellar and Abner Mares on that uh, for the for the Cuellar's WBA yes. featherweight title. Is
1: that in June?
0: June 25th. That's going to be a good fight. Yeah, yeah that's going to be a good fight, man. Uh, the one time we're both big fans of one time, but Sean Porter's real. Only time I seen Sean Porter get dominated was by Kel Brook that night when we watched them over at the uh, Home Depot Center in Carson. Oh, <laughs> Or uh, st- hub Center, Club. is it, now? hub Center. He
1: fought the best fight that he could against someone like Sean Porter that night. Sure he did. He gave and he grabbed. He hugged. He laid on him. So Porter cannot extend them arms.
0: Yep. And Kel Brook actually is another dude in that that uh, welterweight division. Truth be told, I think the most exciting divisions are these welterweight, the welterweight division and the heavyweight division, which is nice. It's nice to get a big guy back. Last thing we want to cover with your next victim, Uh, we were just talking football. What do you think about RG3 over there uh, going to Cleveland? Do you think he's another just a stopgap solution there? Do you think that he actually may be able to make some noise? He will not be
1: able to make no noise. I wish, I really wish that um, RG3 would have went to somewhere like Dallas. I'm not a Dallas fan, but just for the young kid. Um, to fall behind Romo and you know, he could learn some he'll be back in his hometown and it wouldn't be a lot of um a lot to expect from him because it's Romo's team. Now he has to go to Cleveland to the dog now, and become the starter. And, you know, they've been losing forever. They always have high expectations going into the season, but it's going to be a, it's almost like a step for failure again for RG3. Like because wow. he's going to go over there thinking that he can change the culture, he can change the franchise, just like he did in Washington. And, hey, he's not in control of The kid knows how to win. So he's going to put all this pressure on himself to try to win. But, hey, this is the NFL. The beasts is still going to come after him, and he's in Cleveland. Cleveland has two decent running backs. They have a, a decent receiver. I forget they had the other receiver that was on uh, suspension. <laughs> all the, oh year. yeah,
0: yeah, that kid is real, and did, is he going to play again? Yeah, he's he's coming back this year. He's coming back this year. Yeah, He's a stud. That kid's a stud. He's got mental problems. He can't let the so week I go. Th- right? I think and everybody in the league has a problem CTE. You're, yeah, you're
1: still a year off. It's still a whole year off though. So if he can come back and be real like he was in two thousand thirteen, two thousand fourteen, you know, praise the Lord, Hallelujah. But well, I do not like, I do not like RG three going
0: to to Cleveland. Yeah, I Some felt like you should have went to the Rams.
1: It just got rid of Matt like, so they expecting RG three to come over there and just say Cleveland.
0: I think it would have been you nice if he came happen. to the Rams. If he would have come to the Rams, because the Rams got defense. He comes here Ty in LA. Gurley. You got you got a crazy crazy running back in Todd Gurley. Yeah, that would have been a nice fit. Yeah, one of the best that's running backs in the that's league. That's why I
1: was kind of hoping that he would go to Dallas. Dallas has two running backs
0: now. Well, well Dallas old, is old, Dallas old, is old, still old, working. Dallas is still working on the on the good old boy network. Let's just be real about it. You know that Tony Romo never he can't. That guy has got more than nine lives. He's more than Felix the Cat. This guy gets every I chance in the world. It doesn't matter how bad he messes up or how often he messes up or how little he plays. He's always the starting quarterback. I think he's going to be the starting quarterback when he's in his casket. <laughs> right. For, the, for, the, for Jerry Jones' Cowboys. how many playoff games has he won? One. And that's,
1: that's not a problem. That's not a problem. But as wow. a fan of the game and want everyone to succeed, I would like RG3 to go to Dallas because Romo's going to get hurt during the season. He's going to try to start every game. So when Romo gets hurt, and a guy like RG three comes in, it's like okay, we still don't expect to win, but this is this guy is going to be here, you know, till Romo comes back. Going right into Cleveland, they're going to expect that kid to win and do everything that he was doing at Baylor, and it's not fair for him. Now, if he was to go to a team like say uh, uh, Pittsburgh, where the organization is is, is great. I think that he will succeed. But going to Cleveland, no way. They dad. still got
0: a guy named Roethlisberger out there in Pittsburgh. <laughs> they, they last time I that's checked. not even out of his prime yet. Yeah. And you know what, too? Um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting uh, – you, you got a lot of love for RG3. I don't right. know about that. Uh, I don't I don't know if I'm on the same bandwagon with you. I don't not think much. he cares about the game enough. I don't think he cares about the game enough either. I think he's a little paycheck. Uh, more self-centered and talking <laughs> about fair. What's not fair is that he made $15 million to not play a snap last year. Yeah. I would like that was job. That,
1: but was that on him though, or was that on the organization and the coaching?
0: Well, I mean, him. listen, it, it's uh, if somebody wanted to give me fifteen million dollars to not do a podcast, I, I, you know, I think it's on right. them. But <laughs> at the same time, I wouldn't say no. We so, can't sit Kirk Cousins right. now. Can't sit Kirk Cousins. You'd like that? Like
1: <laughs> <So, laughs> that? I, they, they had the kid playing injured though. They had RG three playing injured.
0: No, no, no. That was Mike Shanahan who dropped the ball on that. And truthfully, that might have cost RG3 his whole career in in hindsight. Like, he may never come back. And everybody plays injured. And then that's a good point. Yeah, J.J., they just said J.J. Watt played with five core. That is crazy. Tears. That's ridiculous. And a broken hand this year. Injuries,
1: though, come on. For for a quarterback that's that's looking to run, like, come
0: on. Got to look to pass. he didn't have to sue them. He was owed that money, so me, I ain't mad at him. Let me tell you. Let, give me the one last thing that I want to cover. One last topic. Who do you got coming out of this final four? Give me your give me your analysis of each team. I know the. I was about to say. I know how you feel about the Orange Men. <laughs> That's why I asked. How do you feel? Tell me in general. Give me the give me the, the pros and cons of your squad and the squads that are that are playing on the other side.
1: Okay, with Syracuse. Uh, They have something to play for. They was bad. They wasn't in the tournament last season. Uh, Their coach was suspended this year. They were counted out. Usually the Syracuse zone is in years before was a lot slower and did not extend, you know, too far. This new Syracuse zone or the same zone, but these kids are more active on the wings. They have the bigs that can go up and grab the boards. They can match up with anybody, and they have not fallen yet. They they're they're there. They're they're proven. And they shouldn't be in the final four. They were counted out when Coach Daye was, you know, suspended for ten or fifteen games. And huh. to come back and have the final four run, these kids are the truth. They
0: are ready. You think um, you think this is their year? You think they're gonna pull it off? I mean they've been Cinderella esque a number they're number ten seed, right? Yes. Yeah, that they've been Cinderella esque and and I'm impressed. But I don't know, man. There's there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of th- these teams. For one, they're up against it coming up on Saturday night, and to get out of that is gonna take everything they got. Now you're thinking that it's the zone that's gonna put them in the spot that they can take uh, UNC. Yep. North Carolina's been looking pretty invincible all year, man. North
1: Carolina has the bigs. Syracuse has the bigs. Now, if the kid, um, I forget the, the kid, name, the shooter for North Carolina, if he can shoot. Continue to shoot the way he has been doing for the past two weeks in the tournament. Okay, but I'm not real impressed with the North Carolina Bigs as far as shooting. So that's why I think with this zone, Syracuse has the upper hand. So you're now, looking
0: for you're looking for an upset. You're looking for upset city on Saturday, and then you know. in the second game, in the first game, we got the, the Villanova Wildcats versus the Oklahoma Sooners. Hey. Who do you got there? You yeah. you, you UV? <laughs> Who you? Got?
1: Hey. Yeah, I have to roll with Oklahoma. Not a big fan of Oklahoma, but I've been watching this kid. They beat game against Texas early in the season, and I watched that game, and I said, "This dude is for real." He stayed four years in college, so he 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 you know accustomed to this. He can make the shot. He makes the big shots all the time. He's not afraid of the big moment. Oklahoma can be down 15 to 20 points, and just see. They don't rattle. They're ready. They've been in that situation. They've been in the Big 12 conference. They played Kansas twice. They played Texas twice. They played Oklahoma twice. I'm sorry, Oklahoma State. They played all these top schools. Buddy Hill is the truth. I'm riding with Buddy Hill. I mean, everybody seems to be pretty
0: impressed with him right now. Yeah, do you think he's the best player in college? The best player in college? No. You think Simmons is the best player in college? No. Who you guys is the best player in college? Valentine?
1: Denzel Valentine is the best player in college because he went from point guard. He played pretty much every position except center.
0: Wow, you're going with Billy Ray Valentine. <laughs> nice. Feeling good, <laughs> Billy Ray. <laughs> 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 okay, so so in your world, the Final Four plays out like this. Villanova and Oklahoma in the tight. When Buddy Hill comes through, he wins the game. Syracuse beats the Tar Heels in a Shocker, and then Syracuse goes on to take it to Buddy Hill to, to, to cut down the nets. Who wins the championship?
1: I got to roll with Syracuse.
0: Syracuse. I have to
1: roll with them orange men. Next victim. I have to roll with them orange men.
0: Next victim, it's you know, always a pleasure having you on, brother. I have to let you
1: guys know I'm changing my name.
0: Oh, what, you no longer what next victim? What are we going with? I'm, I'm going with, do it for the Tipper! <laughs> <laughs> as long as you don't go with D'Angelo Russell, I'm still with you, and you'll be a friend of the Ozone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i will never go with that.
0: that <laughs> oh, I, I, don't I know it. All right, Tipper, great to have you in, and we will catch you soon.
1: All right, fellas, so you guys have a great one. All Late.
0: right, peace. I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors of keeping us healthy and keep your blood pressure together. Uh, it's a great drink, chlorophyll-based drink called Gorilla Life. It's simple, chlorophyll plus water plus sweetener. Drink Gorilla Life. It's a jungle out there. Go to GorillaLife.com and figure out how to make your life better. Ladies and gentlemen, we got another friend of the Ozone to introduce to you all. He is a basketball aficionado and a damn good point guard in his own right. Smooth. Smooth. Smooth and silky, and he goes by the name of DC Sly. Sly, how are you feeling out there today? All good. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, well, you know, we wanted to cover a couple topics with you since we got you on the line. What we wanted to talk about with you, uh, DC Sly, is we wanted to get your take on what you think is going to happen on the, how this Final Four is going to play out and then how the championship is going to play out. Who do you got? You got Villanova? Let's start with the, the, the early game. You got Villanova, you got the OK Sooners. You, you, you a Buddy Hield or are you a Villanova East Coaster?
3: I, I got to go a Villanova on
0: this one. I think oh, that's,
3: that's, I like that. that. I, I like Jimmy Buckets, but I, I think uh, Nova's gonna put the pressure on, and I, I think they, uh, I just think they got it. I mean, if, if Oklahoma could be tough man, they,
0: they might have a chance, but I'm going, I'm going Nova. Going okay, gonna go Nova, and in the second game, how do you feel about Syracuse versus? Uh, how do you feel about Syracuse versus the number one UNC Tar Heels? I actually felt like the Tar Heels had a great chance to win it from the outset, and I thought Kentucky was gonna be their big challenge, but. Uh, we saw how that went. So what do you, what do you think about UNC versus Syracuse, the, the Cinderella of this dance, if you will?
3: Yeah, I think UNC's going to go ahead and take that one. I, you know, I mean, uh, Syracuse uh, with the point guard, the 6'5 point guard we got, he's we, pretty good, but I just think that uh, the rebound, I think the rebound is going to be the key in that one. I think UNC's going to rebound them. They're going to get a lot of offensive rebounds, and uh, it's... It, it could be a blowout, you know? Oh, wow. wow. I don't, I don't oh, wow. Know.
0: I don't know. I mean, it, UNC likes to blow people out. They don't mess around. I mean, you know, yeah. Dino gets them down and He gets them hyped up.
3: Yep. I could be wrong, but, I, you know, I think they'll win that one.
0: That's I, what she got I, to say.
3: Syracuse kind of had, I don't i do not I don't say they had an easy role, but, you know, it was wasn't asked off of some of the other teams'
0: roles. Interesting. Yeah. And now what do you think, uh, what do you think, how, to, how that plays out then? If it plays out the way you think UNC versus Nova, what happens on Monday night? What happens in the big game, in the championship game?
3: I'm, I'm going UNC. I just think they're too good. I think they, they got a great team. they got the height. they got, they got the guards. I think they got it all.
0: They're a pretty complete team. They, they, yeah, they're good. They, they're a pretty solid, complete team, and they're well coached. When you watch it, it's, it's kind of undeniable.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. an it's, you know, like a powerhouse, and play playing great too. You know? Yeah,
0: they got hot at the right. Well, not hot, but they've been hot all season. But they they're gelling at the right time for sure. Hmm. Yeah, exactly, Yeah. Exactly. Now I got another. So, now, now I got another question for you. And we were just having a conversation uh, uh, with another friend, uh, and and we know that you like you like Roy Williams down there and and what UNC is doing. But we're talking about individual players. When it comes to individual players in college, who do you think is the best college player?
3: That's, oh, man, that's tough. I mean, it's hard to argue against Jimmy Buckets in Oklahoma. almost putting up 30 a game in the tournament. It's pretty
0: impressive. Yeah? So you're you're taking him over Simmons? You're taking him over? Is is it a, 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 yeah, you're taking him over Valentine? Is it a, what have you done for me lately? Is he hot at the right time? Or do you feel like it's an actual, like, is this something that he can sustain?
3: That's a good question. But, I mean, it's sports. So it's all about plus performance. And, on the big stage, when everybody's watching, this man is putting up thirty points a game in
0: college. That's pretty. That's pretty amazing to me. That is pretty amazing because thirty in college and a team in a team game with a shorter game is very difficult to argue with. Right. But do you think the team might be leaning too much on him now, which is what you think makes them vulnerable for for Nova to get him?
3: Exactly. I think I think Nova with that pressure, I think they might be able to. Uh, they might be the team to take him out of his zone. And even if it's just a little bit, even if they take him out just a little bit, even if the only scores like 20, you know, I think they got him.
0: That's interesting. So I want to I take that same mentality, and I want to go onto to the Golden State Warriors and see how you feel about the hottest start in NBA history and see what you think about these Warriors, and is there anybody that's going to challenge them in the West on this run? I always felt like they had the easy road last year to get to the Finals. Uh, I felt like everything fell into place for them to beat everybody that they needed to. Either somebody got hurt or, like, the Clippers situation, the Clippers fell apart. There was always something that seemed to aid the Golden State Warriors to get there. Now, to shut people like me up, they came out and they won their first 68 games, which is pretty—68 <laughs> imp- of their first 75 games, rather, which is uh, pretty impressive. Right. Uh, now, now, what do you think about the Warriors? How do you think it plays out with them? Do, do the San Antonio Spurs give them a problem— or do you think the Spurs struggle against somebody else early?
3: The, the Spurs are always getting a problem, especially when it comes to playoff ball. I mean, that, that program is just amazing. You got, you got Pop down there doing this thing. and They you know they know how to breathe in the ring. They've been there before. and <laughs> but, So they're always going to be a problem. But Golden State, man, it just seems like they're just too much. Like They get out there and go, and they got something magical going, like I said before. I, I don't know. Like you said, everything kind of falls in place for them. You know, this, this team might have an injury. That team might have an injury. You know, something might happen. It just seems like they're just geared towards winning, and that's what's going to happen. They got they got it. They got hit.
0: They have the it factor, and it's pretty amazing to me because I watched the game. I mean, Utah had them at home, and and just like the game, there was a game last year that they almost lost to the New Orleans Pelicans in the playoffs. And Steph Curry hit the big three in the corner, which really only happened because of lazy defense, boxing out, and non-rebounding, which is exactly what happened last uh, this last game against the Jazz where they had the team together. Uh, I mean, they were up, I want to say, maybe four or five going into the last minute, and and the Warriors weren't even hot, per se. And they had them down. The score was in the 80s. You know the Warriors are in trouble when you can keep the score down. So the score was right. down into the 80s. They had them under control. Klay Thompson puts up a three. It misses. For some reason, nobody decided to box out. Uh, um, my man Sean Livingston gets the rebound. Dishes it back to Klay Thompson, who's Splash Brothers. Water. Let's go to overtime. And then you look at the final score. In 10 years from now, when people look at that season, that game won't even look like it was close. <laughs> that game's right. going to be a blowout because they ended up winning by like 10 points.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, you gotta you gotta be so
3: on top of your game to beat them that it's hard to keep that up for a whole game. You know, any in, in any given moment, you start slipping for a few minutes. Next thing you know, three times down the court, they
0: got nine points. And that's why they're the yeah, champs. I mean, that is why yeah, they're the champs. They score so easily. Yeah, and you know what else they do? They're poised. Right, it's just like you were talking about breathing in the ring. I never see Golden State panic. They take advantage Not- of all the the mistakes. Yeah. I don't see Steve Kerr panic. I didn't see Luke Walton panic, and I saw Luke Walton panic a lot when he played for the Lakers. I don't see him <laughs> panicking on the bench when he's up there coaching.
3: And <laughs> Northern Cali, you know, what's going on
0: on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> I got some of that Colorado in him. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, man. Well, how do you see things playing out in the East in the NBA playoff picture? I actually think Miami is surging, and realistically, nobody wants to see the Raptors. Nobody talks about it. I don't think anybody really wants to see the Raptors or that surging Hornets team. I don't think the Hornets are guys that are going to really, you know, take you out. But I think they can stretch you so that in the next round, you have a problem, as well as the Celtics. Yes, yeah. Yeah, the
3: Celtics are, you know, Isaiah Thomas on the Celtics. we doing this thing. He came over from the West. I I knew he was going to be pretty good in the East. But, um, yeah, you know, just Cleveland, Cleveland going there. You know, my, my favorite, the Pacers, they're, they're not doing everything I thought they would do this year.
0: And why uh, do you think that is?
3: I, I don't know. I these the Dodgers, they don't have it this year. They're, I sent some frustration, end. Sly, yeah. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> right. But I think Paul George yeah. is getting a little tired, though, because, you know, this is first full season back. <laughs> that's a good point.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely the case. And then, uh,
0: yeah, you know, we got some young guys on the team. I think in the future. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah. yeah. So do you think? Do you think it's a lock? You think Cleveland comes out of the East no problem? Because that seems to be the general sentiment. But I'm telling you, man, if the Heat it can run their game between Dwayne Wade and Hassan Whiteside, you have got problems on your yeah. hand, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. No, I I always
2: thought that Miami had a good team. They, I, I,
0: even last year I thought they had a good team. Yeah, um, they're going to get apart. Yeah, but then they they lost to the Lakers. That's then you lose to the Lakers and it's, and it's hard wah, to take you wah, serious. Wah, yeah. wah. You lose idea. to the Lakers in the middle of a turmoil right, too. Right, right. And it's not acceptable. You got to squash a team like the Lakers. Especially when you're playing on video. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I think uh I think that the NBA playoffs may play out to be a little bit more interesting uh than they have been I really wish they would go back to the five-game format in the first round. Yeah. I mean, there's there's more of a March Madness element to the NBA Finals if they were to do that. The underdog team actually has a chance in five games. Right. Yeah, you just
3: that's top seed slipping, and you might have a chance. You know, seven games, it kind of takes
0: it away. Seven games, a better team is going to win. You can, you can count on that. D.C. Sly, All love right, having you. Talk to you soon. Peace out. Had some good callers, some very spirited callers, and – uh I think it's about time to wrap up on the ozone's uh, this edition of the ozone. You have anything else to offer over here, T. Oh, That's it. That's um, action packed. I don't know if the audience is ready for this much ozone. They can't digest it. Uh, it's too much. They don't have the enzymes. And you take a probiotic.
2: Yeah, that's
0: how it goes. It's like Thanksgiving, you got to loosen your belt, dude. You got to loosen up the belt and burp. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we want to thank you for joining us on the ozone. My name is uh, Omar, and you can catch me at Omar Miller on Twitter and at Omar Vincent Miller on Instagram. And catch Terry Miller, my brother, at ICONS, E-Y-E-C-O-N-Z, on both. I want to end it with a nice quote today from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It is that injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. You remember that. You guys have a great day wherever you're going, wherever you are. Ozone out.